Welcome to the Lake Highlands Baptist Church Sermon Audio Podcast. Every week, the members of Lake Highlands gather as a congregation to hear what God has revealed in the Bible about His loving plan of redemption. Listen in as we learn more about the love of the Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. You may be seated. If you have your Bible with you, I encourage you to turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. This will be our Old Testament reading for tonight, as well as our sermon, if you can call it that, passage. More of a homily. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. And these are the words of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So in uh, May of 1979, the American singer-songwriter Bob Dylan gathered with uh, fellow musicians and singers in the famous Muscle Shoals Sound Studios in Alabama. Uh, He was there to record his latest album called Slow Coming Train, or Slow Train Coming. Uh, This album, which was going to be released later that year, was unique in that it was the first album for Dylan to record following his conversion to Christianity. As his his conversion had occurred uh, the year before, while playing a gig in San Diego. As his biographer tells it, during the performance, an anonymous member of the audience had thrown a small silver cross onto the stage, probably something a little like this one that I have here in my hand, just a simple silver cross. For some reason, Dylan felt compelled to bend down, pick it up, and put it in his pocket. Later that night, while at his hotel and feeling pretty poorly, He remembered the cross. He reached into his pocket, pulled it out, and in his words, was immediately overwhelmed by a sense of Jesus' power and majesty. And thus began his walk with Christ. That next May, he would record as part of that first post-conversion album a song that would actually end up winning him a Grammy. And you probably recognize the title. It's called, Gotta Serve Somebody. If you do remember that song, I don't blame you for tapping your foot. Here's the first line and the chorus, which will give you the gist of the song. It says, You may be an ambassador to England or France, 
You may like to gamble. You may like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You might be a socialite with a long string of pearls. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Now, even though Dylan's song won him a Grammy, not everyone liked it. And not everyone liked his conversion to Christianity, for that matter. And one of those people was John Lennon. John Lennon disliked it enough that he was inspired to write a counter song the following year. He recorded it. It wasn't released until the late 90s. But he called his song, Serve Yourself. And here are a few lines from his chorus. You've got to serve yourself. Ain't nobody going to do it for you. You've got to serve yourself. Ain't nobody going to do it for you. Well, you may believe in devils and you may believe in lords, unless there was any question he was responding to Dylan. But if you don't go out and serve yourself, lad, ain't no room service here. Now, I'm not going to speculate as to which of these artists Jesus preferred. (laughs) But what we find in these two songs are competing definitions of freedom, of what it means to be free. And it seems pretty clear to me that Which of these songs resonates best with our passage this evening? Isaiah's announcement of light in darkness is the announcement of liberation for Israel. It's the good news that God has broken the yoke of Israel's burden, the staff that had been laid to his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor. But I want you to notice something tonight that's interesting about this passage. Notice that the yoke of the oppression is removed not so that Israel might be free from authority, that Israel might be autonomous, free to serve herself, but that another yoke might replace the one that's been removed. Notice what is centrally important about this child who is born, the son who is given. It says the government shall be upon his shoulder. And it's not just government. It's big government. Of the increase of his government, there will be no end. For all eternity, Jesus' government is going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you thought our current yoke was big, right? Now, if this doesn't necessarily sound like good news, part of it might be the fact that we're operating under John Lennon's definition of freedom. But it's also because we're familiar with the way that human beings typically rule and not with the way that God rules, which makes the promise of this new government prone to misinterpretation. To clarify what I mean, let me read you some words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 11 at the very end of the chapter in verse 28. He says this to his disciples and to everyone else. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That sounds great. And then he says this, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, there are several things about Jesus' words that should stand out to us. The first is just the sheer fact that he's basically reiterating what Isaiah has already said. If the promise was freedom from oppression, we're left with the same puzzling fact 
that we're delivered from one yoke only to take up another. Now, wait a second. There, there might be some glimmer of good news in this passage because notice what he says about the new yoke. It's light and it's easy. Define light. Define easy. Uh, because if that lifts your mood, just don't make the mistake of reading the rest of Matthew's Gospel. Because this is what Jesus is going to say in chapter 16 where he identifies the yoke that he's calling us to take up. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? I thought the cross, this ultimate symbol of violence and oppression, was the very thing that Jesus was supposed to be delivering us from. How then can we make sense of Jesus' statement that His yoke is easy and His burden is light? How is it that the ultimate symbol of oppression, the ultimate symbol of violence, the ultimate yoke can become for Jesus and for us a symbol of freedom? And the answer lies in a word back in Matthew 11 that we cannot, cannot overlook. It's the word, my. It occurs three times here in Matthew 11. The question is, whose yoke is it that Jesus is calling us to bear? Well, in one sense, it's our yoke. It's the yoke spoken of in Isaiah chapter 9. The yoke of violence and oppression. It's, it's the yoke that we suffer, but also a yoke that we've, if we're honest with ourselves, have inflicted upon others. So it's our yoke, but, but more importantly here, what Jesus is, is doing is revealing to us that ultimately, this is not our yoke, but His yoke, His burden. In other words, tonight we're reminded that we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. A God who did not disdain our self-inflicted violence and oppression but in His gentleness and lowliness came to share it with us. And in sharing it with us might set us free from it. Sharing it with us in such a way to exhaust the fullest extent of that violence and oppression in the form of death itself. Sharing in it, entering into it in such a way that this yoke, which is our yoke, rightly deserved, is now more truly described as his yoke. And that is the truly overwhelming thing about the way in which Jesus governs the world as the child, the son on whom shoulders the government has fallen. Not the way in which he overpowers us or bears down on us, surveils us and controls us, constrains and restrains us the way human governments do but the manner in which He reveals His sovereignty in the form of a servant and through His servitude sets us free. And this great irony, of course, is now carried forward in us, in our own lives, as we too submit to the yoke of oppression, the yoke of violence, the yoke of death, 
But this is the key. No longer alone, but with Him whose yoke it is to bear. Finding our yoke to be His yoke. And finding that as we become servants with Christ, taking His yoke upon us, we find true freedom. In fact, the only way to true freedom. Let me ask you this. How much of your life is spent trying to find freedom in a different way? How much of the fear, angerness, bitterness, loneliness, cynicism, stress of your life is due to the fact that you're struggling against the yoke of violence, oppression, and ultimately your own death through the very means that got you there in the first place? How much of your life is lived under the false pretense of your own autonomy that turns out to be a parody of true freedom? So well captured in those lyrics by Lennon. So let me remind you what Dylan said. You're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. And tonight, in these few moments that I've just had with you, all I've done is taken that little silver cross and thrown it down from this stage at your feet. My encouragement for you tonight is to pick it up, put it in your pocket, take it home, and then put it on. And I challenge you that if you do, you'll find that the government, that universal sovereignty placed upon the soldiers of this child, will turn out to be the lightest and easiest yoke and and that great irony of the cross that you will ever have to bear. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Lake Highlands Baptist Church. We believe God created all of us to know Him and to enjoy Him forever. And we hope this sermon has helped you fulfill this purpose today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at lhbc.com. Thanks again for listening.